Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday, March 29th, almost the end of March, before we head into April. April already, Michael. That's crazy. I can't even believe it. And spring apparently has already sprung. I think the groundhog was wrong, though. Oh, God. It's been so nice out. Yeah. Um, we've been really spoiled. It's going to hit 70 this week. I'm still waiting for the April snowstorm. You know <laughs> how Minnesota does. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen. Let's do this. All right. You're listening to the Realty Brothers Podcast with Matthew Atwood and Michael Atwood. There is so much changing in the marketplace on a daily basis, and real estate is clearly something that affects everyone. So whether you're a seasoned industry expert or simply curious on the topic of housing, this is your one-stop shop for tips, tricks, insider knowledge, and encouragement for the entrepreneur in all of us. All right, Matt. So um, I have a special guest, as we do, um, and you have to try to figure out who this person is in our favorite segment of all time, Guess the Guest, which we still don't have a song for. I get so <laughs> nervous for this. As you should be. Okay. So uh, I was speaking with our special guest yesterday and wanted to come up with a few stumpers that are right. uh, like fun fact stumpers that wouldn't necessarily give it away right from the get-go. So... Um, First, and I think most impressive, is this person was the uh, runner-up for the county spelling bee in eighth grade. (laughs) Wow. Yes, yes. Well, that sure narrows it down. (laughs) Did you know who it is yet? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, do you want another clue? Yeah. Okay. This person, before their vast and expansive real estate career uh, was a full service gas station attendant at a gas station slash hardware store that he worked in as well. Okay. I love those slash things, right? Like, yeah, the gas station slash Burger King. Yeah. Well, I mean, those are fancy. I I stopped once uh, to, to get gas in some little town and it was a gas station slash Moving rentals slash pizza slash tanning bed salon. Nice. One Uh stop shop. Right. Anyway, go ahead. All right. There's got to be like some kitschy phrase there. They could have like bake a pizza (laughs) and bake your body. All at once. One stop. While watching a flick. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Okay. Um, The last clue, which I don't know. We'll see if this really does it for you. Uh, This guest had the unique privilege and honor to jam with the Doobie Brothers and with Firefall. Well, it's got to be Jeff then. <laughs> hey <laughs> All right, Jeff, you can talk now. Okay, I'm on, fellas. Good morning. <laughs> I knew that was going to be it. Who else could have that, uh, that distinct of a life story to have jammed out with the Doobie Brothers? I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, I mean, we we talked a lot of Doobie Brothers on our drive up to uh, Duluth one time, right, Jeff? Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, I, re- I remember that now. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't remember that yesterday. Uh, okay, so tell us a little bit about that. Like, how did that come to be? You just <clears throat> ran into them one day, and you're like, "Hey, guys, want to play some music?" This <clears throat> this goes back to 1976, and I was on the road with some of my best buddies. Uh, in a rock and roll cover band, and we were playing a 
hotel circuit in the upper Midwest and central United States. So we happened to be at this particular time in Green Bay, Wisconsin, mm -hmm. and we were playing at the Midway Motor Lodge, which is right next door to Lambeau Field. Okay. So we, when we got into town, we noticed that uh, the marquee at Lambeau Field, so the Doobie Brothers are going to be here. So we noticed uh, the next morning when we woke up, all the semis were there and unloading things. So we were brave enough and young enough at that time. We walked over and started mingling around with the roadies. Yeah. <laughs> and they got us into the stadium. And we got to meet the, uh, the head of the roadies who invited us to have lunch. So we had uh, catered in KFC with the, the road crew from the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> nice. And they... He uh, proceeded to tell us that the, the band was and the crew was staying where we were playing. So we thought, oh, gosh, this could be an opportunity. So lo and behold, we had uh, five-hour gigs back then, believe it or not. It was yeah. brutal. Um, they come strolling in, the, the Doobie Brothers, that is, and part of the warm-up band, Firefall, about uh, 11 o'clock into the bar where we were playing. Mm-hmm. And we immediately just took a break and uh, bellied up to the bar with some of the guys from the band and, you know, talk yeah. smack. And pretty soon, <laughs> some we were all up on the stage and so were they. That's awesome. For like a whole set. And yeah. it was just crazy. And you know, the coolest thing was is they wouldn't play any Doobie Brothers songs. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. We're sick of this. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So we, we did a lot of other things. It, it was a lot of fun, very memorable. Um, our keyboard player was married at the time. His wife was along. She took lots of pictures, <laughs> on, of course, on film, and she took all the pictures with a lens cap on. Oh, no. <laughs> so we have no photos of it. I have a, a news a clip from a, the Green Bay Gazette yeah. with proof that it happened, but... Anyway, I couldn't story. even imagine just like being up on stage and looking around you and being like, holy cow, is this, this happening? Is happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was cool. <sighs> it, it was very cool. All right. Well, I mean, that's cool and all, but all more cool was probably the gas station slash hardware store. Also slash restaurant slash uh, small see? grocery store. Yeah. See, yeah. That's right. All, Diversify. All of that, was in there. that was my high school days. So, oh my gosh. Those gas stations. Oh, what is the one? Have you heard? I, what, so I was just in Houston the other week and um, everybody was telling me I had to go to, uh, what is that gas station called? Um, it's like a, a, an obnoxious gas station. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Bucky's. 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 Never heard yeah. of this. Everyone's like, you have to go to Bucky's. And I'm like, what is Bucky's? Um, it, it's you can't even call it a gas station it's an experience <laughs> you like i'm trying to understand i'm like i've seen like some pretty impressive gas stations you know i'm a i'm a fan of the quick trip <laughs> where yes. i can get my groceries for dinner and you know a, a nice snack and of course gasoline and a potty break but um no it is like a super duper walmart they're all over Texas. Um, hmm. it, they're like, what do you want? Do you want a new grill? Bucky's. You need patio furniture? Bucky's. You want to get a gun? Bucky's. You want, <laughs> like, do you need, like, 
anything a parka it's texas but go to bucky's like you pull in and there is i'm not exaggerating a hundred gas pumps like as far as the eye can see just like a bay of gas pumps wow and then the world's biggest stores but they're all over texas anyway that they have the market cornered on the slash 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 gas station (laughs) (laughs) wow that's crazy i know um so uh, something that we like to talk about or like to do on the show is do our not sponsored. What, what are we not sponsored by this week, but should really be sponsoring us for how much <laughs> we are obsessed with them. Um, Matt, do you have one that you want to go first with? Yeah, sure. But okay. by the way, I just want to, for those, for, for our listener out there, um, the listener, Jeff is, uh, <laughs> Jeff call is the, is the broker of our company. He has uh, been with us forever. ages, like, I mean, for us, it actually is like for forever. Um, we we grew up with Jeff, <laughs> have mm-hmm. known Jeff uh, for for a long, 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 long time, and um, and he's just one of those uh, one of those guys that is an amazing agent, but also you know just someone super approachable and and easy to talk to, and and that I think is why so many agents just love Jeff. He's he's uh, he's just so great to communicate with. He he has the answers, but he listens first. <laughs> You yeah. know, instead yeah, of just coming sure. up with the answer, you know, quickly. Um, and I, I probably hear you, Jeff, on the phone with um, like legal hotline and stuff like every day lately. <laughs> like you, yeah. you will find out for our agents what the actual right thing is. And, and uh, that's that's really going above and beyond. So just talking you up here quick for a second, because uh, I think the audience needs to know exactly what kind of guy Jeff is. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Plus, I know how to clean windshields from that. <laughs> okay yes let me add that onto your resume here quick and i'll uh, <laughs> put it on your bio on the website right uh, so anyway uh not sponsored uh i just stumbled across uh this this new program platform thing that i am really nerding out over and you're gonna be like what this isn't interesting like last week michael you, you had pens your pens were like mm-hmm. the most interesting thing happening to you but um I stumbled across a, a, a website called HelloSign, hellosign.com. Okay. And it's an e-signature site, kind of like a DocuSign or, or AuthentiSign. But it's got so many neat features to it that the others, at least I haven't discovered. Um, and it's really reasonably priced. And within probably two minutes, I fully knew how to operate the program. I mean, it was it was amazing. I, I, I was actually scrolling through and one of the things on their homepage was like, you know, we won the award for easiest setup or, or most learnable program or something. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. A lot of people say that like, oh, we're so easy. And then you spend months trying to learn it. Nope. I mean, I, I within two minutes I had it, I sent something out to myself. I signed it. I was like, yep, this is a great experience. Wow. Um, and has a really, a lot of really cool uh, features to it. So as you know, we've been l- looking for a kind of a different e-signature solution um, for our property management company. And I, so I, I called a couple people from the administration into my office and I was like, look at this. And I clicked through and they're like, yep, we get it. Totally understand. Like, it, great. this is amazing. <laughs> so I, it, I just love to see you know, when you have companies like DocuSign or AuthentiSign and these giant behemoths, and then somebody comes in and is like, well, here's what we think it should be. And it's like, blows them out of the water. <laughs> you 
<laughs> you know? Yeah. So I love that. So we're, we're probably actually going to be switching our entire company over to that because it's uh, very intuitive, very, very simple. We'll actually speed some things up for us um, and at a lower cost, which is always great. Wow. Yeah. So check it out. That's very Hello exciting. Hello sign. Cool, cool. Yeah. Well, uh, Jeff, I'll ask you if there's anything you're just really, really jazzed about this from this last week. But before that, I'll give you a little bit of time and I'll share mine. Um, right now, I am just really into Pioneer Bank. <laughs> and it's kind yes, of a, it's kind of a no no to you know in the real estate industry to uh, I don't know to uplift other bankers or to try to show connections or whatever. I I've worked with every single bank, especially in regard to the property management division, because we don't, we don't bring everyone into our banking. We actually allow each property owner to have their own bank account at whatever institution they like to work with, you know? Um, So because of that, it's like, I've got this very useless skill whereby, you know, someone's like, Oh, us bank. I I'm like, yeah. Routing numbers, zero nine, one, zero, 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 two, two. Like <laughs> I just have all of this and who the contacts would be like, Oh, if I was going to call, call someone at old national, I talked to Tamara <laughs> and like, it, it, it's very useless, but I have uh, been working with pioneer lately on my own personal uh, home and locked in an interest rate yesterday at, less than 3%, which is just blowing my mind. You know, I, I like remember the stories of, um, when I started in the industry, uh, and even then it was like the people who were in it for a while were like, Oh, well back in my day, interest rates were 16 to 18%. And I'm like, that's crazy. You know, (laughs) now they're only seven and a half. (laughs) And like, that was when I bought my first house. I was at like seven, you know? Um, and I was like, this is unheard of. This is so low. Right. And then a few years later I, I had a different home and I was under, uh, I think I was under five or right around five. And I was like, this is absolutely insane. Uh, the Burnsville house, I was at like four or something. And I was like, no way. <laughs> um, and then Prior Lake was at three and was only at 3.0 because I bought down the interest rate, you know, hmm. buying down points at closing. Um, so now to have not bought down an interest rate and it's 2.9 locked in. That's I amazing. I can't fathom. I mean, Jeff, doesn't this blow your mind? I mean, you've been in the industry to see every interest rate, <laughs> you know, from it what it totally, was in the high teens. It totally does. I mean, I got licensed in 77. And when I did my first deal, I remember it's clear as day, it was 8.75. And it continued wow. to go up to 16.5 and like 81, 82. Oh my gosh. And then float, you know, between there and 12 and 10. And now, uh, I mean, I've closed lots of deals in the twos. My That's my youngest insane. daughter just closed yesterday at two point five on a fifteen year. Insane! Wow, it's insanity. I can't believe yeah. it. So it is. I mean, anyway, obviously, uh, uh, there's a lot of great banks out there. It comes down to customer service more than anything. And I've just been. I know. I'm like, what else can you do? Let's look at this property. Let's do that. Um, but getting a great interest rate doesn't hurt either. So that's awesome. That's yeah. amazing. Mr. Jeff, if I gave you enough time, is there something uh-huh. that uh, you would say is should be sponsoring you this week for how much uh, you've been enjoying them? <laughs> well, just on things that I've been enjoying a lot recently, and that is I play in a little trio with 
two of my best buddies mm-hmm. from forever. And gigs are back. Yeah. <laughs> we are playing again. I got 13 weekend nights booked right now for our, our little trio to play in, and tonight being one of them, which uh, I guess I can advertise that. We're playing at the Loose Moose in Mankato. Nice. Nice. Later today. And uh, we play from 5.30 to 8.30. That's kind of a big deal going on in venues around Mankato right now is to have these gigs that start at 5.30, 6, 7 o'clock, and everybody's done by 10 because closing times are earlier. Mm-hmm. So it's worked really good. And, of course, along with playing in a bar like that, I'm really into Shell's Bach beer. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Have really, you, really good. You've been to the brewery? Oh, Shells? yeah. Of course, yeah. Multiple times. Right. And then I'm also into buying chicken wings uh, almost anywhere that just have a dry rub on them mm-hmm. and then take them home and put them in my air fryer. Yeah. Ah, you know how many people <laughs> have said that? Yeah. <laughs> I got an air fryer for Christmas, and it's just it's just awesome for wings, yeah. so... Bach beer and wings. Bach beer and wings. There you go. What else do you yeah, need? <laughs> I know there was one week where, I, Matt, I think you're not sponsored was your air fryer. Yep. Uh, yep. Tara from Malax one week, I think her sponsor was uh, the air fryer. So that thing is like the appliance of, I don't know. That, that, that wasn't a thing until, I don't know, a few years ago. Yeah. Five yeah. years ago, maybe tops. And now yeah. everyone needs to have an air fryer. I am... More, fundamentally opposed to small kitchen gadgets because <laughs> it takes up counter space. it takes up counter space and i like my <laughs> yeah. counters so yeah like i i have to have a toaster but i'm the type of person who takes it like out of the cabinet and puts it out to use it and then i'll unplug it and put it away um <laughs> so i can't imagine having an air fryer or something that's going to take up more space it'll just stress me out yeah or what's the one that flips up and away i need that one yeah we have that one that's the ninja foodie or something so you still have your counter space? Yeah, I mean, it still takes up, you know, five, six inches along the back of it. But yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of nice. nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, I my brother-in-law it loves shells. And um, when he discovered that I live real close to the brewery, <laughs> he's like, wait a minute. Oh, no. we've never been there. So <laughs> that was kind of fun. That's funny. Yep. All right. So uh, we're kind of all over the place right now because the... We're talking all kinds of different things, but I found yeah. this article that was done by Realogy, so it's you know pertinent to us because yeah. uh, we're part of a Realogy brand, uh, that I found really interesting, saying service members prefer real estate pros that have military expertise. And I thought, like my first thought was, oh yeah, uh, that makes sense. You know, they want someone who's maybe been on active duty or, or who was, uh, uh, like on Veterans Day, I couldn't believe we had so many vet veterans in our company um when we were honoring them but Mm -hmm. uh really that's a point here but also just to say buyers and sellers that have been in the military recognize that they have different needs than just the normal buyer and seller um Mm. because of the restrictions that are placed on them you know from their living situations to relocating to maybe being on active duty or deployment um Mm. So they're wanting to work with a real estate pro that just has that experience working with military members, not necessarily have been a military member themselves. Um, So I found this really interesting because the number was so high. Um, 97% of the active duty members that were surveyed 
97%, that's basically everyone, said it's important wow. to them and their spouses to work with a real estate professional who has expertise working with active duty military families. And then still, I mean, pretty dang high, 93% of them uh, said that the pandemic has made an already difficult situation more difficult with them, you know, not being able to travel, not being able to be maybe physically present at their showings or at their closing. Um, uh, 83% said that they didn't feel that they got enough assistance from the military directly. And that's why they want a real estate pro who's done this and who's worked with active duty military members before in order to just ease their fears and frustrations. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Doesn't it? Yeah. That's a huge number, though. Oh, my God. 97%. 97%. Also, I, we've been hearing about, you know, inventory issues and, like, what's going to happen in the new market. Everybody is planning to move this year. <laughs> 2021 is going to be the thing. Because now, even in this article, they said uh, over half is uh, what was it, 55% um, say they're planning to move this next year and and are more confident that they'll be... Uh, more successful this year than they were last. Let's hope so. I mean, I think that means that the people are planning to be more aggressive, take more risks, maybe hopefully, I pray, put their homes on the market <laughs> so we have the inventory to sell in the first place. Uh, but we're, I think there's going to be a lot of transactions um, in this new year. So when we look at, obviously, we have some veterans that are within our company, but we also have sold many, many, many properties to uh active duty military members um, across all of our branches. I can think of uh, a lot of our agents who uh, even just recently had stories of working with military people who weren't able to be present. Um, and as we've grown and changed in technology over the last couple of years, we're, I think mm -hmm. we're uniquely poised to be able to handle those things. Funny, funny thing. I remember it was like 2012, I think. And I sold, uh, it was a military family and they were, I think in Kansas, um, so they weren't able to be here, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought it was so weird, like FaceTime or, you know, that was pretty much a brand new thing. Right. That, and I was like, I don't really know how to do this, but I did a FaceTime showing with them on this house. They loved it. And I was still so worried about it. I went around and I took more videos of everything because I'm like, I can't imagine they're buying a house sight unseen, you know? Um, and as we grown in technology and as COVID has kind of changed how everybody, regardless of if they are in this state or not, uh, is looking at homes. We have a lot of, uh, that stuff happening right now. They had 89% of people, um, specifically 89% of service members say that they've chosen a new home without stepping inside of it. And they're fine with that. Wow. Wow. Have you had that Jeff, uh, people, yeah. many people in the last year looking at or buying a house without looking at it? Um, I've had people haven't actually gone through with the transaction, but have looked at videos and FaceTime things that I've done, yeah. but I have closed a couple of military hmm. things from Facebook videos. One was on the Cedar condos. Oh, oh sure. yeah. Uh -huh. I went in there with the guy's dad and we did a FaceTime right from the unit there and sent it to Afghanistan. Wow. And he you know, bought it without being in it. In fact, he, it was months before he got back here and actually moved into it, but he's still in there now. <laughs> wow. That's I crazy. Can't, I can't imagine. Well, like, but I mean, think crazy. about it, Matt, like even 
what, just a few years ago when we were helping grandpa look for a home <laughs> here yeah, in Mankato, yeah, he right. wasn't here. He was, you know, they were down in Florida and they weren't able to just travel up here for uh, some showings. So we were, you know, walking through that house. I think one time Jeff was there. One time Bonnie was there. We were yeah. just FaceTiming him. And he's like, oh, show me that closet again. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in his yeah, lazy yeah. boy. And that's the that's the way to shop. I wish someone would do that for me of all things. Like not even just houses. Right. Like all these other industries right now are are getting all this praise for for these personal shoppers. Right. Yeah. Like I'll go do this shopping for you. I'll go do that for you. And they're like, wow, do the pandemic. There's these people out there who will do your shopping for you and you just sit on your couch. Dude, realtors have been doing that for 100 years. <laughs> yeah. So, you got someone yeah. doing my groceries. I, I need someone to do like clothes shopping because I hate that so much. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Well, uh, yeah, that's that's really, you know, I thank you for bringing up grandpa because I remember us just being like, can you just, I mean, come on, this should be easy. Just buy it. Come on. Mm -hmm. We've we've shown you, we've taken you through on the video. It's time to just move on. It was very easy for us. Right. <laughs> and yet I'm thinking about like in the buyer seat going, oh man, I, I really would want to walk, walk around it, you know, mm -hmm. but I guess teach their own. Well, I, I and don't it's. Know. Technology's changed, so you can see a heck of a lot more now on FaceTime. Yeah, um, you know, with like the quality of video and the yes. when you're doing those live. Uh, what did you do, Matt? Those live open houses. Oh yeah, yep. There's a lot of chances to interact with people doing it, and rather than you know worrying about did they use a wide angle lens or did they only show me the 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 side of the wall that wasn't burned down, or you know, it's it's live and interactive. That's true. I suppose, you know, buying sight unseen and having only looked looking at the uh, listing pictures <laughs> mm -hmm. would be way more scary than than a personal video walkthrough. So, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Interesting. Well, hey, we're uh, we're we've been going through the uh, brilliant basics. Uh, we're on week eight of the brilliant basics, which is basically the, the thing that Century 21 put together to say, hey, we get it. We know that tools and technology only get us so far you also have to be this type of person to take our to take our industry from being transactional to experiential mm -hmm. and uh, so this week we are on number eight i'm in negotiator which jeff is jeff <laughs> i've is. heard him do it mm -hmm. i've heard him do it <laughs> i'm a negotiator so it says i acquire and constantly sharp uh, sharpen superior negotiation and valuation skills I work relentlessly for my clients' objectives and understand what the other side wants to get the best terms for my client. I strive to negotiate in unexpected ways because a letter from the family or a bit of humor can go a long way in securing the best terms. I shadow experienced mentors to learn the best practices. Um, I Before I have you talk on this, Jeff, I want to share my favorite tip from affiliated agents. This person says, apply learnings from other industries. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. What negotiation tips can you learn from an FBI hostage negotiator? <laughs> uh, okay. I'm sorry, what? Are we going to start waterboarding the seller's agent? <laughs> Apparently. Uh, anyway, I thought that was a bit much, but kind of funny. So, so Jeff, in your uh, years of experience, um, by the way, uh, you're... 40 years in as a realtor, right? So now you've got the, you don't even have to do anything anymore. They pay you to be a member, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I am no longer required to take ethics classes. That's, oh. 
That's it. But you know what? I still take them. Yeah. I still take them, but yeah. what do um, they call that when you've hit the, when you've hit the 40 year mark? Realtor emeritus. Emeritus. That's what it is. Yep. Cool. So yeah, realtor so. emeritus, tell us about your negotiation skills and, and some, maybe some, some past things, uh, past deals that you've had to do where it was like the toughest negotiation you've had to do. Okay. As far as negotiation goes, I think it, it, it starts early on in your relationships that you build with your buyers or sellers. And I, I think we all have a tendency right now to use technology, maybe a little bit too much and it becomes a crutch. Uh, the emailing and the texting and the videos and, and whatever you're doing, it, you need to remember that you should get some face-to-face -face time with your customers and clients. So I, I, I try to instill that in everyone that's working here, especially in the Mankato St. Peter offices. If you get the chance and they have the time, get them in your office and explain to them what agency law is, who you represent in the transaction and what that means, uh, what your role is in the transaction so that you gain a trust factor with that buyer or that seller. If they're looking at you in the eye and you're, everybody's being kind of spontaneous, I just think that goes a long way when it gets into the point, maybe a few days or a few weeks down the road where you're actually negotiating on the sale of or the purchase of a property. They're going to remember what you told them directly. And, and today I know it's tough because stuff comes on the market and it's like multiple offers and everything happens in days and it can be difficult to make that happen. But if there's any way of making that happen, I would certainly recommend it. There's just no question about it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's hard. Kinda, it's hard. If there's anybody crazy else to negotiate. Huh? Go ahead. I was going to say, it's kind of crazy to negotiate when you've only got, you know, maybe an hour to do it <laughs> before it's sold. <laughs> yeah. You know, when it comes down to negotiating, and that, that can just involve so many different things. And yeah. I think the thing we run into most of the time now is negotiating the, the, the price in such an upward spiral that we as agents start wondering whether or not we're going to have appraisal problems. Mm -hmm. You know, you need, you need to bring that up to buyers, but not in a way where you're going to turn them off you've got to, you know, explain it to them so that they understand what could happen. So it's not a big shock. Like you get an appraisal done and the appraisal is five grand short. You got to explain those things up front. Uh, right. Closing, closing costs are another thing. You got to explain those up front to your sellers when you're listing their house so that they're prepared for it. And when the offer comes in and they want 3% closing costs on it, buyer wants 3%. Your seller looks at you and goes, okay, I know what that is. You know, you don't have to go through it then and it doesn't become quite the stumbling block. Oh, at sure. that point. It's not a knee jerk reaction then. It's something they've already been prepared for. Absolutely. Yeah, that's but, awesome. 
again, I know I know it's difficult to sit down with people and and chat. Yeah. I yep. just met a new buyer a couple of weeks ago, and uh, this guy's in his twenties yet, and he was willing to meet with me at what turned out to be a very convenient location for me, the Eagle's Nest Bar and Restaurant in Eagle Lake. <laughs> nice. I practically grew up there. To, where we proceeded to discuss buyer agent, agency law, buyer rep, and we had a Shells Bach. Nice. <laughs> he was, he was, I mean, he is prepared to go out and look and he didn't want to go out and look until April. Hmm. But he is totally prepared now and he's visited three different lenders. He's picked out his lender and he's, I think, really going about things the correct way. But it doesn't always happen like that. Well, good. That's awesome. What's been like your craziest negotiation story where it just went back and forth and you felt like you were an FBI hostage negotiator? Crazy negotiating. Um, probably, oh, I had a farm deal a number of years ago where it ended up, we were just trying to sell 40 acres and all of a sudden the buyer decided he wanted to try more, buy more of this guy's farm. And the guy wasn't sure if he wanted to sell, but the buyer made offers on it anyway. So we got up to 120 acres and the seller was like, where's this buyer coming from? You know, I only put 40 acres up for sale. So, I mean, I didn't have an active listing on all this other stuff or anything. And, uh, but I just kept talking, you know, I'm like going back to the buyer and saying, you know, this guy really doesn't know if he wants to sell triple the land hmm. that he had put up for sale. He hasn't said no yet. So this buyer is like, he just keeps sweetening the pot a little bit. Sure. You know, it's like not only price, but he was willing to like, uh, this was in the fall. So he was willing to like bring his equipment in and like plow his ground up for him. That kind of stuff. Okay. Instead of the seller have to do it. <laughs> oh my it gosh. Was weird. <laughs> that is weird. That's the best kind of negotiating when you can start working in some perks too. Right. And it got negotiated. That's so amazing. Ended up, ended up buying 80 acres. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. I, love I, have that. A, I have a real quick story for you about the Eagle's Nest in Eagle Lake. Yeah. Okay. My, my dad was shooting pool and I was like two years old, yeah. three, three maybe. And I'm sitting at a booth and uh, dad gets up, goes over, you know, takes his turn, comes back and his beer is gone. <laughs> I just chugged the whole thing apparently at two or three years old. He loved oh, yeah. to tell that story. <laughs> that is a great story. Yeah. <laughs> I practically grew up at the Eagle's Nest. I, you know, that was, yeah. uh, and the, the yeah. giant, uh, giant cheeseburger. Duke Burger, the that's Duke what it is. Burger. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Gosh, They're still memories. making it. Hey, is uh, Uncle Albert still around? No. No, I think they closed. Oh, dang it. They, they actually retired. Oh, really? Yeah, they didn't. They, they went out of business on purpose. Yeah. Wow. So the, the building and the equipment is uh, actually still for sale right now. 
they had a pizza burger that was to die for. Yeah. I, I ate that like every weekend growing up. <laughs> no wonder yeah, I have cholesterol problems. Seven, seven kinds of homemade pie every day. Oh, man. Wow. Love that place. <laughs> <laughs> well, if somebody buys it, they got to keep the name or something. That's yeah. probably part of it. There's when something has a lot of uh, like history and nostalgia like that. How do you buy it? Because if you change even one thing, the community will come for you. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Oh. All right. Well, Jeff. It, uh, again, we just we love having you having you a part of our our crew, and and not just part of our crew, being like the just a just a leader and and a like a father figure mm-hmm. you know of of this group that we continue to call our family and i know i get all you know emotionally gooey every time i talk about it but when our dad passed and you stepped up to the plate it was uh it was pretty unbelievable to see all that you know coming together and the family pulling together that way and um we just we cannot thank you enough you're an incredible agent you're an incredible leader People love to talk to you. Um, you have a great demeanor that uh, that really brings people in in a very natural and easy way. And I think that's that's why our, our agents are in your office every uh, every other minute of every day, <laughs> which I'm sure you love. Yeah, I, I do like it that nobody seems to be afraid to come in and talk to me. Absolutely, that is yeah. wonderful. That's the way I want to keep it. Absolutely. And our, and our agents who, you know, some of which who have never met you physically in person, partly because of the pandemic, who were like, yeah. oh, it's so great to just be able to call Jeff. <laughs> never, never having, you know, shook your hand, but, uh, but still have been able to make a connection with you. And that's, uh, that's pretty yeah, incredible. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. So thank you for, uh, for, you know, taking that on and for continuing to, to just be that, that steady, steady hand in the company. We really, really couldn't thank you more. My pleasure, guys, and thanks for having me around. Absolutely. Hey, of course. Uh, I always love to end with a little bit of motivation to kick us out into the week. Yes, let's so, do that. So um, I, I have a good one, a good little nugget today from, of course, Gary Keller, uh, you know, author and entrepreneur, the mil- mm-hmm. millionaire real estate agent. Uh, <laughs> it's been around forever. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I love this one because it says, success is actually a short race, a sprint, fueled by discipline just long enough for habit to kick in and take over. Okay. You got to say that one again, cause it sounded really good, <laughs> <laughs> but right. I got to follow it a little better. Yeah. So success is actually a short race. It's a sprint fueled by discipline just long enough for habit to kick in and take over. Huh. Isn't that interesting? We've talked about the power of habit, uh, a decent amount in our office. That's yeah. why we call we're, these aren't our core values. They're our house habits, the things yeah. that we will habitually do and just be ingrained in us. So it isn't work anymore. And that's the point that he's trying to make this to be successful. It's a short race. Yeah. You're going to have to sprint and the sprint is, is the intentional part, the hard part. But after that, uh, with discipline, it becomes a habit. And all of a sudden it's not work and it's not a sprint and it's not a long game anymore. This is just what you're, you are made to do. You're comfortable doing, you habitually do uh, and exude every day in your day-to-day actions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's basically saying if you, if you, uh, how do I want to say this? Make yourself a habitually successful person, right? You just, Mm -hmm. you do the things that people do that are successful and you do them enough that they become habitual, um, 
a learned or te uh, regular tendency, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. is is the definition I think. And um, and if you do those, then then you know yes, you'll have to jumpstart you know something, but you now are able to run nice and easy. Right. You know, do you think you think Usain Bolt? You think he sprints the entire time? No, he's just like you all. Pff. I'm just out for a jog and I'm beating all of you. <laughs> that guy. Well, yeah. And the point is to, to say too that like, don't be, don't be uh, daunted by the, the fear of how grandeur maybe your plans are, your hopes are, your dreams are. The success doesn't have to be so scary. If you consider it. it's going to, you know, take a sprint up front and then just discipline. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great one. Hey, yeah, thank really you. Good. You might have to write that one down for me. <laughs> that was awesome. All right, I got you guys. So anyway, make it a great week. Whatever we can do and focus on uh, for the week ahead, as long as you uh, put put forth at least the initial energy and then just maintain discipline to keep the keep the gears running. Isn't that Absolutely. that's like the boiler analogy? It's always a lot to get it up and running, but to keep it running, man, it's cheap and easy, right? Yeah, just check it. Yeah, True. that's a good that's a good analogy. Thank you. I like that. Very good. <laughs> All right, we'll talk For to those you of you who still have a boiler in your <laughs> Everyone's home. Everyone's like, a what? <laughs> a what? <laughs> All right, make it a great week. We'll talk to you guys later. All right, thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Realty Brothers Podcast. If you liked this episode, please help support us by subscribing to the Realty Brothers on your favorite podcasting app. And of course, your five-star reviews are always greatly appreciated. Be sure to also check us out on Facebook and on Instagram as The Realty Bros and at our website, therealtybros.com. And we would love for you to join the conversation. Send us a message at the link in the description below. Message us on your favorite social media platform or shoot us an email, contact at therealtybros.com.